0: How do. Welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Underground. I have a Southern accent for the rest of this. Healthcare Marketing Underground podcast for the week of November 16, 2015. This is episode 278 and I'm Chris Bevelo, EVP at Revive Health. With me today...
1: Jackie Olson, traffic manager with Revive Health.
0: Hi. I won't do that anymore. (laughs) I stumbled into it and couldn't get out. You mean your accent? My accent. That was really bad.
1: I know. I didn't even know how to like address that. <laughs> That's okay. I I'm glad that you did it. With my Minnesota accent. <laughs> I'm glad that you did
0: <laughs> We have a guest with us, Amy Negrete. Welcome. Hello. So, Amy is the newest addition to our Minneapolis Office of Revive Health. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell people who you are, what you do, your title, your position, your favorite color, I think is one thing we always want to know. <laughs>
2: It's green, which is you know very appropriate considering one. it's one of our brand colors. So. Yes, there's a lot <laughs> yes. of green in here. And uh, I'm the VP of Content Strategy here at Revive Health, and so I'm a, a writer by background, and have worked as a creative director and content strategist for about a decade, and some of that time in healthcare, and then also have worked in uh, retail and financial services too.
0: Awesome. Speaking of retail, we're going to talk about retail today.
2: Good. My sweet spot.
0: Yes. So welcome. Glad to have you in Minneapolis. Glad to have you at Revive Health. And most importantly, glad to have you on the podcast. Because you have, to be here. you sit pretty close to our podcast recording. So you have been yes. present for many. I have. But involved in none.
2: She's I'm a newbie. I've listened in on a few of them. Yeah. I have. The you first one, I think I had just come from the dentist and it was in no shape to, to be on. <laughs> oh, that's on right. We were going to yeah. have
0: you on that day, but yeah.
1: No. yeah. no. Amy, what's wrong? Well, I can't really move my mouth. So no, maybe I that's not the best nope. time. Yeah.
0: Yes, probably not the best time. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, note wise, I think, you know what? What's interesting is uh, there's not a speaking e- opportunity or speaking engagement to talk about. Coming up? Nope. I think it, they're all done. For the year, put to bed, because I just went through a streak of like four or five. Boyer had a couple, and now it's silence, which is nice.
1: Well, you never know; you might be thrown into a last-minute speaking gig. No,
0: that rarely happens. Okay. Usually, there's no such thing as a last-minute speaking gig.
2: I suppose it's that time (laughs) of the year.
0: Yeah, they they do. There are there are waves. There is the spring, Mm -hmm. and then there is the fall. And so we just went through the huge fall wave. There are certainly speaking opportunities already on the books for the spring, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to talk about those that far in advance. We will talk about, though, I guess it's not really a speaking engagement, but it's it's the most important engagement, the Joe Public Retreat coming up in February.
1: That will come up fast. In
0: beautiful South Carolina at gorgeous Inn at Palmetto Inn. Did I say that twice? Inn at Palmetto Bluff is what it's called. There you go. It'd be weird if it was called the Inn at Palmetto Inn. <laughs> but an unbelievable facility carved out of the woods with a lake and rivers and very uh, remote and... Zen. Very zen. That's exactly the word that we're nice. looking for. So uh, if you're not familiar with the retreat, it's where we gather together 20 of the top hospital marketer thinkers uh, from around the country. People come from everywhere. We cap it at 20 so we can have a really kind of intimate consultative experience Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we talk about the big issues of the day and try to work through some of the issues and problems that people have Mm -hmm. so go to joepublicretreat.com and you will find all the information you need and you can register right there and we would love to have you join us cool anything else any other announcements
1: no announcements. Were you gonna recap any of your speaking gigs or nah?
0: Uh it's such a blur.
1: <laughs> they all blend together, so maybe not. Nah.
0: Mississippi, Louisiana, Chicago, Arkansas, Orlando. I think that was
1: Wow. I yeah. think was
0: that was that five.
1: It sounded like it.
0: Yeah. I think that was I'm probably all forgetting one or two.
1: All within like the last month?
0: Since the beginning of October. Okay. Wow. So pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I was just at the H C I C conference. Healthcare, Healthcare Internet Conference, How'd which is sponsored go? by Greystone. Uh, it went great. We spoke with Chris Ernst, who is the VP of Marketing and Communications at our client, El Camino Hospital. That's right. Okay. And we talked about their digital journey, their transformation over the last couple of years. Uh, and it's a great presentation. We've done it twice now, and I think people really like it because I get up there and I get all excited and passionate about how you need to do this. And then Chris talks about this is how it really works, and this is how it goes well and the years of the challenges Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff so uh, she's a great speaker and people really relate to it so we had a lot of we were the last session of the whole conference which usually doesn't bode well um but we had 50 plus people oh that's good turnout yeah
1: Yeah. was the conference large like attendee wise? uh
0: i think it's about the size of the forum maybe a little bit bigger if you're familiar with that so i think there's probably 800 people. Okay. Um, I don't, 600, 800 people, I would say.
1: Well, then 50 is pretty good for it being the last day of camp. It was a full house <laughs> yeah. and, and
0: people stuck to the end. That's more of a marker for me, especially when it's the last mm-hmm. session mm-hmm. of the whole deal. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of temptations. You know, you might have to leave for travel or you might want to go to the pool or yeah. golf or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people stuck into the end and we had some great comments. So...
1: Well, good. Nice. Yeah.
0: It's all good. Awesome. So... Let's um, let's talk about this first article, and we'll see if we have time for the second one. Uh, this is an article that who who do we think posted this initially?
1: I think Ashley, Ashley. Merchant did. Yes.
0: Who yeah. was on our podcast not too long ago? Yes, yeah, she was. That's that's cool. When yeah. she was in Mini, she was in Mini. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny. I'm looking at this article online, and there's an ad to the right of it that says "Digital Transformation: An Insider Strategy Guide." We just talked about that. Yeah, it's like Google heard me and retargeted me based on my <laughs> vocal
2: <laughs> lifetime. While we're yes. they might podcast. do that now. We never know.
0: So this is an article from Harvard Business Review and they're online um, on their website by Craig Borowski, and it says mm-hmm. what a great digital customer experience actually looks like. And so there are some things in here that I think we want to parse. Uh, some some things we're not sure we agree with, but overall, a really good. Um, article and, and yeah. good reminders. Um of course as I, you know, dive into articles, as listeners know sometimes I get I can be critical of things. Sometimes. No. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Isn't that the, <laughs> that appeal of the podcast? So it, it's yeah, exactly. literally the first sentence I just roll my eyes. I'm like, no. Because it's related to brand and I just feel like there's so much confusion over brand. This is the sentence yeah. that starts the article. Absolutely. Customer experience has been defined as the quality the quality of all the customers' encounters with the company's products, services, and brand. And what I would say is that's exactly opposite. It should say brand has been defined as the quality of all the of consumers' encounters with the company's products, services, and experiences. See the difference there? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise, what is he talking about when he says the quality of a, a consumer's encounter with a brand? With just the logo? Right. Is that what does it mean that what brand has no meaning there unless you flip it around? Mm-hmm. I agree. And coming okay, from a good.
2: big branding background. This is exactly how we'd explain it, that it's yeah. every touch point.
0: Right. right. And he actually, actually says later on, he does that it's every touch point. Yeah. Right. So it's a weird, it, weird backwards thing. So, I uh, you know, I'm able to move past that. <laughs> we got we got past that. It. Um, and then, and then the start of the next sentence I had a little bit of an issue with, it said <laughs> digital customer experience includes only those exper- Digital customer experience, this is a typo, digital customer experience includes only those experienced. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yeah, experiences. Mm -hmm. I should say
0: digital customer experiences include only those experienced through a digital interface, true, like a computer, tablet, or smartphone. So maybe that's okay. I got stuck on, well, what about like in-store kiosks? Right. Or digital, you know, signage or whatever. So it w- I thought it was saying that a digital interface equals computer tablet or smartphone. Okay. Uh, and then finally, Amy, you and I really, were we not happy with up, this. Well, yeah. <laughs> we think this is a semantic thing. Don't worry. This actually is a good article. <laughs> yeah,
2: <we're getting laughs> really, there. it is. Uh,
0: so basically the point of this article, I think is to kind of talk about how we need to think about the digital experience uh, as, as something that's distinct. So people people experience the digital world of a, of a brand differently than they do the physical world, but it has to be also thought of as integrated with that, that physical world. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the main point of this, which is, which is dead on. Um, But to start that conversation, uh, he's talking about how a lot of, and I think retail is what Mm -hmm. he's talking about. Organizations focus on how do we develop a better customer experience? And they're thinking about the physical experience. And then he says, how he doesn't say however but basically online and offline consumers are birds of a very uh are birds of very different feathers and amy and i both went
2: no, no. <laughs> absolutely not
0: no i mean there are um it should have said online and offline experiences are birds of a very different feather because there are online there are people who are probably 100 percent online I, I actually there's probably not there's nobody in this world who buys everything digitally
1: you mean everything they use in their life? Digital? Right. No. Okay. no. So there is
0: nobody's 100% I try digital.
2: Right. <laughs> have not quite made but. it happen. There
0: is probably some a lot of people that are 100% physical.
2: Oh, totally. So. Right. Absolutely. But
0: the majority of us are using both. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So fair. to say that online and offline consumers are birds of a very different feather, that's saying like 80% or 90% of the population are birds No. I am a bird of the same feather. But how I interact through a digital experience, is different than how I would interact. Very true. Through a physical. Does that capture it well? I
2: think so, too. And for me, I think it just kept making me think that the most important thing is, from a consumer, you don't delineate between the two. I want to have a consistent experience, and I want it to be good in both your physical environment and online, or in the digital space. And... uh, that's probably, I think, where the bigger focus should be is yeah. how do you make sure that it's a consistently strong experience across both physical and digital. Right. Mm-hmm. And they That's should be point.
0: integrated. They should be seamless. Absolutely. This is where the article gets really good because there's tips and, and and kind of examples of where this doesn't happen. And he gives the example, and we've all had this, and it drives me nuts, of where <laughs> he's like ordering fast food and they give the receipt to him and they circle at the bottom. Oh, yeah. And they say, here's our website. Go online and take a survey. And he's like- but i'm not on a website i'm in the physical experience not a digital experience you really expect me to go home does anybody do that
1: uh, that drives me nuts too they do that in the gap yes a lot like and like clothing Maybe retailers there, yeah family of stores. And they circle that. it when they yeah when you check mm-hmm. out it's just like when you're in a festival everywhere restaurant. target does it yeah target yeah. does it all never the time. done it not to mention the discount you get for actually filling out the survey is weenie but <laughs> or
0: you get a chance to win a prize <laughs> right. or whatever and it just um it's a it's a it's a clumsy attempt Mm -hmm. to integrate the two, but it's not, it's forcing the consumer to be the integrator.
2: That's like you consumer
0: are responsible for connecting our worlds, Mm -hmm. which is not a burden you should be putting on a consumer.
2: I really like it when you've made a purchase online or there've been a few cases, I think where I've made an in store purchase and then I get a follow-up email asking me to rate that experience. There you go. Yeah. Now that makes sense because I'm already online and I'm checking my email either by my mobile or on a desktop and so I'm more likely to do that, but that the effort it takes to go from a physical receipt to entering it in, and there's usually this long, cumbersome number and code you got to. Right, right, right. Who Would go through all that effort for it, no. as, as Jackie says, a dinky discount that only lasts for a certain <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> yeah, um, it, you know, it's just not as likely that a consumer would do that.
1: Well, and they reference in here too the kind of the programs they have in place to get your feedback, like live while you're. I love those at, at doing these online experiences see but do you because I always close out of those because those annoy me well, well I'm kind
2: of what geeky. do you
0: mean describe what you're talking about
1: I think this is what they're talking to is like if you're on a website and then like a pop-up comes up and it says like rate your experience that annoys the crap out of me
2: okay yes, so I'm the one voice here who likes to do it
0: so but see I think that's really important right so let's just talk about that yeah that's one of the reasons why I don't think that's a great tool you like to do it so you're going to fill it out I don't like to do it so I'm not Mm -hmm. but both of our feedback is important right so what does that do to the results of that because I believe that the people that Mm -hmm. fill that out enjoy filling it out Mm -hmm. for whatever reason it's not that there's anything wrong with it but that has got to skew the results by definition
2: persona so then the the key is the for the other personas that you have that are shopping your site or experiencing the service that you have then you have to find a better feedback mechanism that it's whoever they are
0: I feel like so often people just go look at the results of this online survey we did we did an online survey and here's what people said about our website and I'm like but those are the people that took the time and felt the need to respond and that's not representative I don't think that's representative of the people visiting the website so yeah you're going to have to find it some other way I just feel like they don't do that they think the survey is the way
2: is the be all Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. be all because
0: why because it's easy it's easy because it's done results and yeah right Right. Yeah, um, I think, you know, and, and Amy, you mentioned something a little bit ago that I think is I was kind of I was kind of castigating the idea of making the consumer be the integrator of the physical and the digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in many ways, we're also the we also, in, whether we re- realize it or not, prevent that that integration, because you said that you like getting an email as a follow up. Right. Well, to do that, you would have had to provide your email. Right. And I can tell you that anytime i buy something they ask for my email i say no hmm.
1: How do you and they stuff? ask
0: everywhere everywhere you buy something they ask for email
1: oh you mean like okay now here's what's or? interesting
0: first of all time out i'm just realizing this about myself if i am in the physical <laughs> <laughs> really environment the user. <laughs> if i'm in the physical environment <laughs> uh-huh. and i'm buying pants or i'm buying milk oh, oh, i will there. not give my email no if i'm I buying either. it online I don't think twice.
1: Okay, that's what I was getting. At. I, I
0: don't think twice. I yes, please, because I want to know the status of my order and I want to know. So you know, get what's the receipt. Is
2: yep. half the time they ask me for my email and I say you already have it. Because it's a store I'm a loyal shopper of. I'm often in the loyalty marketing program. Sometimes I'm using the loyalty marketing card (laughs) at the moment they ask me. And it just makes me wonder why you don't know that you already have it because you just sent me an email this morning. That's a breakdown
0: between the digital and the physical. Right. So the physical folks, the folks, you know, in the Mm -hmm. store aren't aware that somebody hands you a loyalty card
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got
0: their email. You don't have to ask them for that because they're so trained. Mm-hmm. Can I have your email? Yeah. They're not even paying attention to that. I don't get that everywhere. No. Like, I think there are stores that handle that right. And I think you're right. There's you get some, the loyalty card. some
2: places that do it very, yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the experience is smooth. But there's still a lot of places that, that ask that. And it does make you wonder, like, well, why don't you know it's me? <laughs> right. Right. So. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's also a good point in here about, again, we're talking about how these two worlds need to integrate Um, and how companies have been spending a lot of time focused on improving the physical experience, but not so much on the the digital. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that's really the case anymore. I think digital is actually at the forefront now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd agree. And while they need to be integrated, they are different. And I love the point that that is made by the author in here about um, how people are willing to forgive more in the physical space than they are online. That's so and true. The one example yeah. given is waiting. Yeah. So you will wait in line at the store five, ten minutes. Like if you're shopping this time of year at the Mall of America, you got a twenty minute wait, no matter where you're at. Right? I mean, as mm-hmm. we get closer to Christmas and or school shopping, you're like yeah, I'll wait twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's waiting twenty minutes. Not online. Not online. Right? <laughs> no. They're like, They're not what? Even waiting a minute.
1: No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the
0: difference, I think, is he doesn't really talk to this, but I would assume the difference is. Well, it's so much easier to to move. If I'm online and I don't like my experience or it's taking too long, whatever, it's five seconds to find another alternative. Mm -hmm, If I'm in a store, even if I'm in a mall, it's more than five seconds. I have to walk and find another similar store that could be five minutes away or 15 minutes away or drive and no, I'm here, I'm committed. It's opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. And there's teeny tiny opportunity costs online. Right. That you have to worry about.
1: And you have that expectation when you're in the store, too, that you are going to be waiting.
0: It's a different expectation. Yeah. Right. It
1: is. Where online, you just have
2: no patience. I, I mean, it's it, so funny. And it has yeah. to do with how much effort it requires. I think you, you brought up a really good point that yeah. you have typically had to walk or drive or make you know, an effort to get somewhere, and now you don't want to just drop everything mm-hmm. and leave. Yeah. Whereas it takes a moment to click, and you're mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah, so you're kind of committed.
0: So, how does this relate back to healthcare? Like, what, we've been talking about some really cool concepts, like the idea that where things fall down is where the digital experience and the physical experience don't connect or don't integrate. Yeah. Uh, where do we see that issue in healthcare? Or how many places do we <laughs> I see was it? Say, I is this think a it's probably question? the better way to do, do, do it. Where do we start? Yeah. yeah, like the idea that I can't fill out damn forms online ahead of time. Why do I have to go in and fill, why are you handing me a paper clip in this day and age? A paper clip, a paper a, a clipboard, board, thank right, you. Yes. With things. Why can't that be done ahead of time?
1: Mm-hmm. Why or not? even
2: online scheduling or anything. I
1: yeah. online I mean, scheduling sometimes is, some is a
2: great habit. one. Yeah. If I can schedule an appointment to have someone look at my iPhone, but I can't schedule my online appointment for my next dental checkup, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And you know, being able to—I guess we've all become really skilled at multitasking—and I want to be able to just quickly schedule it, not have to interrupt what other task I'm doing, hop on the phone, make a phone call. And I think in that case, I'm—I'm I'm not the only kind of user out there. That's just my personal preference, but I think online scheduling—same way—huge. Filling out forms in advance, right? And the—and the age-old feedback form you get after a, a procedure, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. And then they send it to you maybe three times. Afterwards, until that's right in the mail. In the mail, right? Paper, and it's long. Like the amount of effort required to fill that paper or survey out feels really mm-hmm. overwhelming. Whereas I would probably be more likely. Well, we already know I like to fill out surveys. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, healthcare
0: healthcare <laughs> is is one of the only places where you still use faxes on a regular basis. <laughs> You're and right. I had conversations about this with somebody at HCIC, and and. You know, it's just, you can't, you can't like email consults are such a difficult thing in large part or or one way, because that has to be HIPAA protected. You have to set up a way to do it. That's not just normal email because the threat of email being hacked. But I just think, you know what, in this day and age, I mean, I want to be able to email my doctor. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I had to, I had to, we just went through open enrollment and I had to reestablish something with my provider and I had to fax stuff we don't have a fax machine in the office anymore. I had, to, I had right. to go online and buy a faxing service that allows me to email the nice. information as a fax to the fax machine because that's the <laughs> only way the provider could take it. That's and crazy. it's not even the provider's fault. That's, that's because they can't accept that stuff via email because mm-hmm. it's not secure. And I just go, well, but you're not secure anyway. Mm-hmm. We hear about all these providers and insurance <laughs> companies getting hacked. Right. So what what's the difference? Right. And really do I care if somebody hacks in and finds out that I had to send in this form? I mean, I I've got lots of health issues. I mean, I would be one of the first to say, "Hey, don't I want anybody to know my stuff? I don't care." It's, I don't care.
1: It's a risk you're willing to take for the convenience of Oh, hell doing yeah. That. Yeah.
2: I'd like the choice. Let me choose if you if That's I want point. my my communications Encrypted by one of those email, you know, protected services that your healthcare provider uses. Or Called a fax do? is what that is, yeah. an email encrypted, right? yeah, which yeah. is,
0: there is obviously email consults, but um, it's just, you know, we're behind in regulation and, and HIPAA and things like that are important, Um, but also they've they've been taken to a point where they inhibit the actual improvement of the delivery of care. Yes. And then you have to say, well, wait a second.
2: Well, I think there's weird things in in healthcare too where like if you're taking your child into a doctor's appointment and you're doing everything in the physical experience one way, either parent could do whatever they need to do in the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. But then when you go online to your portal for insurance, only the parent who covers the child can actually see all of that information. So you have to have like right. a family login or share your login. Otherwise yeah. my husband that's right. or I, either one of us isn't going to be able to see that info, but yet in the physical space you could do whatever you need to do. So there yeah. is a lot, of, a, major a lot of disconnects still. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're this is, a, this is a world that's still, you know, still physical, a lot of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. most health systems now have EMRs, but the fact that that's, that's only changed in the last three or four years, right. where you could have said right. before it was the other way around um, that 's pretty astonishing, so mm-hmm. uh, there's just so much opportunity, I think, but it 's really challenging mm-hmm. it's challenging in this world more so I would say than the retail world. The and retail world does not have the challenges that healthcare has right. in terms of bringing those two experiences together. In, in that fair.
2: case, financial tends to be a lot more like mm-hmm. like the healthcare. But I think the challenge is, is that consumers, they're we're getting spoiled, right? We're, That's if right. We yeah. have an experience in retail, and now a lot of financial services companies are, you know, really upped their game. I'd say in terms of what you can do in a consistent experience, and and so now we want to see that in healthcare too.
1: Mm-hmm. My expectations for everything like that are just so high. I mean, yeah. I want everything to be online in terms I do of too. like scheduling bill pay oh my gosh when something's not online for bill pay it just <laughs> totally throws my world off because if you're working during the day too you want to be able to do that at night right you know and if you need to pay a bill and you know call something in or like write a physical check oh my gosh i mean stuff like that just throws me for a loop now mm-hmm. so it's just yeah i just think expectations are just higher all around the board for things like that yeah, they, they
0: are and um it's just yeah. It's not an excuse, though. You know, expectations are higher. The excuses that we just threw out don't hold up, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, we in healthcare have to be ready for your high expectations. Right, we We, do. we have to figure out a way to be ready for those.
2: Mm-hmm. And then that's where consumers will go.
0: Yeah, the people that meet those expectations.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, just as an end note in this article, they reference the, I haven't used it, I downloaded it, but the Starbucks mobile app. Do you guys use that? Do you guys ever go to... No, but
0: I've I've talked about it in terms of where healthcare needs to go. It's Mm -hmm. one of the like five examples I give, along with things like Trunk Club, Wells Fargo, uh, content marketing initiatives, that type Mm -hmm. of thing.
1: I mean, the fact that you can pay through the app, and then when they were talking about like being able to rate your experience through that app. I mean, everything is handled digitally through their app, and more experiences need to be like that. I actually need to start using the app, but...
2: I have to Starbucks admit, does a lot of things. Right? I don't. But, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a user of the app, although I'm a Starbucks customer, and it just yeah. made me. It made me think that I needed to catch up and. Stay stay here. I'm here. Stay never stay going there.
0: to Starbucks again because their <laughs> yeah. holiday, oh. cup it's just red.
2: <laughs> it's just red and green. Never.
0: How dare they? How so dare they? talk about
1: we something should that's not go there. Blown that's. Out.
0: Religion, politics, and sex are three things we cannot cover those on this
1: podcast. Are the golden podcast. rules for our podcast? And yes,
0: those are the golden <laughs> rules we cannot talk about. That. Those okay. are the
1: things we can't talk about, and the Starbucks cup embodies them all. All three in one, pretty <laughs> yeah. much.
2: Well, maybe not one. Maybe but.
0: not. Well, it definitely covers religion <laughs> and politics, that's for sure. Yep, yep. I'm not sure about sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I got there. am joking. Okay, so so yeah, so great article. We'll post a link to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least get you thinking about it. Was there anything else, Amy, in there or, or Jackie that you thought was important to bring out?
1: I think we touched on some really good stuff. I, I think so too.
0: Consistency creates loyalty and relies on internal IT. Yeah. Not sure it relies just on IT.
2: No, I think the design and voice also need to be very consistent. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you know we all have experienced where you see one kind of language or terminology in in the physical experience and then online it's completely different and that causes a lot of confusion yeah and uh, I love what they have to say about visual design and, and using uh, they mention how Apple uses design patterns so that your experience across device is consistent Mm-hmm. right so I think that those are, are trends that we see not only in retail and financial you're seeing it everywhere
0: I'm going to go back to a point that we made earlier. I'm confused by this. Uh, One common mistake occurs when businesses assume that customers will bring inconsistencies to their attention. That's fair. Like Mm -hmm. don't sign up to them. While this does happen in brick and mortar settings, consumers online rarely have time for it. Okay. It's kind of what we were talking about before.
1: Yeah. I kind of agree with that.
0: Instead, businesses need to actively measure how well they meet online expectations by asking online consumers directly,
2: doesn't that kind of this is best accomplished with said?
0: survey software? <laughs> but we just he just said five seconds ago that we don't have time for it. Like the right. point I was making earlier. So 5.2. I don't. Is there a disconnect there? Am I missing something there?
2: It seems very contradictory, <laughs> for sure. And also,
0: it, it just especially like this goes back to Steve Jobs in my mind. In a, in a, both in a physical and a digital experience, you shouldn't have to ask people. You can, but you have other means to see how they are behaving. Right. If, if people are coming to your website and constantly leaving without buying something, there's an issue. Could be tone, could be message, could be price, could be experience. It's a good but point. you can figure that out and you can ask people about it. Right. But observation, for example, way better way to understand exactly. what works uh, with, with a physical experience is ethnography where you're observing the behavior and the patterns of people, not asking them. Because right. as soon as you ask them, you take them out of the reality mm-hmm. and you make them think about things in the ways they don't think about.
1: Right, like you can tell a lot from like a bounce rate or like time spent
0: that's on right. a page yes. and stuff yep. like that. Yes, that's Your exactly analytics right.
2: analytics will, will help. And then you can also do user experience testing. Yes. Which will tell you answers. It's kind of like trying to solve a content gap with a FAQ, which you see a lot of places. Yes. Do. It reminds yes. me of the same thing. Well, our, our consumers are confused, so let's make an FAQ about that. Like, who actually stops to read the FAQ? They probably right. go right to your customer service link and yes. and uh, try right. to resolve it there. So
0: That's like we used to joke all the time that you knew it was a bad website design when it had quick links on the homepage. <laughs> like, why do you need quick links on a homepage? Right. That's redundant with your navigation should be intuitive that if there are things that people want to do quickly, that they're obvious. It's easy to do. Right. Usually that's just like, oh, we got to make sure that they see this. And then it becomes a laundry list of redundant (laughs) links that are already somewhere on the homepage. You just can't find them. Then you have so many quick quick
2: links. links, It's no longer quick to to find the one that you're looking for. Right. No. Mm -hmm. We
0: did this. Remember we did that study a few years ago where we went out to hospital websites and we looked at Mm -hmm. how many links were on the homepage and counted them up. Oh, wow. um, and it was incredible results, it was yeah. incredible like some of them had like 100 plus different no. ways to go or we call them islands of navigation so main navigation secondary navigation quick links you know really quick links and <laughs> bottom nav and all this and it's like why do you have seven different islands of navigation right one maybe two right it doesn't mean there doesn't, there can't be other you know, ways mm-hmm. to get out from that content. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a design flaw if you feel like you need to right. organize links seven different ways on your homepage. Right. It'd
2: be if you walked into your hospital lobby and right next to the information desk, there were like 300 different places that's you could right. go. And that's where you could talk about <laughs> that's consistency a great between experiences is that, you know, signage in a hospital and online navigation, they're both wayfinding yeah. devices and yeah. they should god i hope they're labeled <laughs> i hope they're labeled similarly and, yeah. and structured in a way that makes sense you know right yep Yep. so that's a good point
0: yeah all right well that's a good talker good article there mm-hmm. uh we have another article but i want to get into it. it's too dip it's too dip it's too deep, <laughs> deep? and dip rich is short for deep <laughs> deep it's dip. uh it's about costs so let's not go there is there anything Works else you want to talk about before we wrap up I don't know. I'm not going to say what Jackie always gives me crap for saying. He's, so he's you guys gonna, have to, no, you have to come up with something else.
1: <laughs> what is he going to say? He's going to segue into television, I'm sure. TV oh. Shows.
0: oh, that's my default. Well, But yeah. we
1: haven't asked Amy what. Right. Maybe her top show is that she's watching. Oh, see, well, you did it this time. Well,
2: I was I was at a loss. Maybe she doesn't want to up. talk about TV. Maybe <laughs> well, she wants to talk about music. Game of or, Thrones is you know that's my thing. Yesterday, a page of the wow. script was accidentally I saw leaked, that. and I was very excited and had to quickly get all the details on it. So, I although read it I too. can't do Walking Dead conversations, I can definitely do Game of Thrones. So
0: and that's <laughs> not going to start off for a long time. I know they're pushing the date back on it. It was supposed no. to be. February or the spring, mm-hmm. and now they're thinking maybe yeah. summer. And
2: <gasps> I didn't know that.
0: Well, because it's they don't want it to compete with they, some other things that are coming oh. out on HBO or something. It hasn't been officially announced, but
1: what season is this now? Uh, five, five or something? I don't know. Okay, six, I believe. And still good.
2: Well, that's impressive. It yeah, that's really good. Cool.
1: Well, you have another Game of Thrones fan yes. in the office.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And being here in the Midwest, winter is coming. Is Winter <laughs> very, is definitely yeah, coming. Appropriate as it's we look us. at our weather today. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Felt like fall, definitely. Oh. For maybe one of the first times, it hasn't felt like fall for a while.
1: No. We've had mm-hmm. pretty decent weather. So fingers crossed, you won't hear us complaining a ton on the podcast
2: about the winter weather. Well,
1: I'm
0: we not going to guarantee it all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <We> <laughs> I'm from here all and I'm still going to complain about it. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's what we do. Yes. It is what we do. <laughs> for sure we've already taken up enough enough time talking about the weather that's right typical minnesota we
0: used to talk all the time about the weather in the podcast and then we swore it off we were not going to talk about it anymore
2: okay add it to the list of golden rule topics that we're not going to talk about oh that's
0: right so religion politics sex weather and maybe tv tv but that would be really hard yeah because be the Chris's are
1: way too into their television, so I don't think we can cut that out. And, and video games shows. is
0: too specific. Do you, mm. you do play video games or no?
2: No, although no. I have a Power Minecraft user at my house. Ah. So yes, I've become kind of pulled into Who that. is
0: that? Who is playing that?
2: It's my daughter.
0: How old? Nine. Nine. Does she play anything else?
2: No, pretty much just Minecraft now. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a great game. It is. Minecraft
0: is a is a wonderful game.
2: I've suddenly learned all about it. So. <laughs> I yeah, bet you have. Yeah. It's like
0: it's it's the digital version of Lego. Is just the best yeah. way to put it? Absolutely. Oh, cool. It's very creative, and you get to build your own worlds. And
1: oh, that's cool. I yeah. thought it was yeah. like yeah. a killing. Well, war there game. may
2: be some zombies, but the they're all. But yeah, it's Thomas. it's
0: nineteen seventies like style graphics. Eight bit graphic. Yeah. Know, Very yeah. Yeah. So oh, there's okay. zombies and there can be I think other monsters, but yeah there's but they're super and... cartoony and mm-hmm. oh, well, but the main is, really thing is you get to build your worlds. It's really cool.
1: Oh cool. It yeah. was a lot of fun. I learned something new today. Thanks everyone. There you go. Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: Play it. <laughs> All right. So should we sign off?
2: I think we should. Sure.
0: All right. So for the Healthcare Marketing Underground podcast, this is Chris Bevelo.
2: Jackie Olson. And Amy Negrete.
0: Thanks for joining us, Amy.
2: It was great to be here, guys.
0: And thank you, audience, for joining us. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.